Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 124. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, here today with Kona the Podcast Dog. Sometimes she decides to join me in the recording room, and other times she doesn't. Today she's here, and hopefully she behaves herself. If there's someone in the hallway, she tends to growl at them, so if she's a bit of a nuisance, we'll just have to kick her out. Today's episode is quite fantastic, reminds me of some of the early episodes we did. You know, now that we're able to meet up in person again, I was able to meet up with this artist at their home, and we had as much time as we wanted. There was no rushing things, there was no technical difficulties, no Zoom malfunctions, and it just feels great to be able to do that again, and uh, I can't wait for it to be permanently like that again, Um, but we're kind of in a transitional phase of going back to that, so... Today is uh, one of those fortunate episodes that I was able to meet up with Mr. Finney McConnell of the legendary Toronto Celtic punk band, The Mahones. Finney has been singer-songwriter and the frontman for The Mahones for over 30 years now. He is in the process of releasing his first solo record this fall. Uh, He'll divulge the reasons why he decided to put a solo record out this far into his career. It's actually quite humorous. I'm so excited for you guys to to hear some stories. He's got tons of amazing tales of his, uh, his adventures and his travels in the Mahones. And we talk about so much in one hour. And uh, Finney's like one of those guys, it's hard to keep him on track. You know, you, you get sidetracked so easily. And we talk about so much. And even he just wanted to show me different things. I mean, his his place is, is quite a wonder. I'll try and paint a picture for you. It's this old uh, red brick apartment here in Toronto. It's, it's, it's quite big for, you know, by today's standard of an apartment. But it's just filled with with stuff and uh, I don't want to say the word hoarder because hoarders tend to keep anything and everything from like old newspapers and stuff and that's not really the case here he's just accumulated so many so much paraphernalia from his travels Um, his record collection is incredible he's got old demos and and old concert tickets and stuff that have just been a part of his collection so basically he's just accumulated so much stuff and just doesn't have enough space to put it in and we sat on this old couch and old chair and finney would get up quite often and to show me something and it was just a good time it was like a couple mates uh talking about music and and shooting the breeze and finney let me tell you is one heck of a character um he is a journeyman working musician i had such a good time with him and that's really what this podcast is all about is introducing the listeners to these amazing characters who have such an amazing story but before we get into Finney's story, let's do the Adamantium Recommend segment because it's quite possible you even live here in Toronto and uh, you've never been introduced to the Mahones who have been around for 30 years. They've actually just released a greatest hits album called This Is All We Got to Show For It, Best of 30 Years. So here are five of my favorite Mahone songs that you could check out before or after the interview. Uh, and funny enough, actually... The five songs I chose are actually the first five songs of the Greatest Hits record, so I'm just going to read them off here for you. The first one is Shakespeare Road. The second one is called Paint the Town Red. The third one is called Drunken Lazy Bastard. The fourth one is called The Hunger and the Fight. And the fifth one is called Streets of New York. And that's that. If you are tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, 
First of all, thank you so much for checking us out. We would love for you to tune back in again someday. So hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow The Adamantium Podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Or you can find us just by searching The Adamantium Podcast. So let's introduce you to the character that is Mr. Finney McConnell. Don't forget to check out his solo record, which will be coming out in September. I actually think I forgot to say the title of it earlier. It's called The Dark Streets of Love. And also don't forget to check out the Mahone's Greatest Hits. 30 years, this is all we got to show for it. Enjoy your week, everyone. If you're here in Canada, you've got a civic holiday on Monday, so enjoy the long weekend. Have fun, be safe, be good to one another. From everyone here at the Adamantium Podcast, which is me and Kona the Podcast Dog, we wish you all the best until the very next episode. I think it's kind of... uh important to stand for what you believe in in music as well as as well as anything you do right yeah exactly if you're going to about it you gotta you gotta fall through you want water or anything uh i'm good i had it on the way down i'm yeah. good yeah so i uh yeah i mean if you're gonna put out fluff then that's one thing but well uh, yeah if you want to make real music i think well, there's got to be a friend of mine in a big canadian band i won't mention their name but uh I, I don't want to bad mess anybody i don't do that but he told me one time and he only writes for radio. Like, what? Did yeah. you just say? Yeah. A little bar from my mouth. Could you imagine if Tom wasted that? You fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. What a stupid You can thing tell the songs that are written for yeah. radio. But written for radio means you're writing one thing and for one angle and for one audience. This is yeah. so stupid. It's just like, you know, music should be Wonderful. for everybody. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah, know? absolutely. So yeah. tell me a little bit about what you like. I mean, you've got you've got the solo record now coming out. And yeah, it's my first one. Your dude. first one. That's, yeah, not, I mean, never, that's my I, very first question is, mm-hmm. you know, done the Mahones for, first of all, actually, you know, because I also do um, music photography. Oh, cool. And I started that when I was uh, in my early 20s for a couple magazines. Now I do it for 102.1 The Edge and Q107. Oh, but cool. at, at the time when I first started, the Mahones were the second ever band I ever shot. <laughs> yeah, at the Horseshoe Tavern. When was that? 2012 i want to say wow canadian i want to say canadian music week or something oh, cool. like that yeah i think i i remember doing a canadian music week show there it, Just, it, been... was, it was ran, i was randomly asked by the the, the promoters mm-hmm. and i happened to be around at the time and i said sure like what what the hell so we don't normally do that kind of stuff right because it's mainly for new bands yeah yeah but i i know that the promote promoters and the, they like to get a couple of headline bands in there to you know to make sure the crowds yeah crowds in there and it's a good party so we did it that night, and I remember loving it. Yeah, March, it was a, it think, was yeah, a fun it was, party. Yeah, it was, in, it was but, cold. I remember it was either yeah. like before. I before vaguely the new remember year. it, but I remember doing a Canadian yeah horse, show horseshoe the, tavern. Yeah. It was that was for a good sure. show. If I remember, it was yeah. a good show. It was yeah. the first time I'd seen the Mahones too. Yeah. So so you've done the Mahones. It's a classic for, venue too. The horseshoe. It is. It everybody is. Everybody loves that place. Yeah, I mean, I bet you you guys are excited for everything to be reopening now and getting yeah, back out there. Yeah, well, I'm not in a rush to jump inside. No. Not yet. Yeah. You know. Especially with the anti-vaxxers out there. Yeah. They're the ones that I don't like. Of you know? course. The ones those are the ones out. you have to be nervous about. Well, they're yeah. the ones that are causing the problems right now, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, even it's become a thing now with, uh, you know, gym memberships and stuff. They're they're worried about 
you know, uh, places like Good Life said they're not going to ask you for if you've been oh. vaccinated enough. So they're worried it's going to end up being a hub for the well, anti-vaxxers. Well, they're making it political. That's why, yeah. yeah. And all the right-wingers have decided to pick up on the anti-vaxxing to think they're bullies and tough because that's their style, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but this way, I'm flying to Europe on Friday for, yes. for tour. I had to get two shots and I had to get a test today. And yeah. I had to do all that shit to go to work. So, mm-hmm. fuck, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you, your Look, you know, I had to do it to work. Yeah. So I don't want to see anybody around that's, uh, I, you know, I'm not into, I'm not, I don't want to be part of that fucking anti-vax fucking scene. You know? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. yeah. At some point, you I mean, if you want to get on with life, we got to, yeah. we got to do what we got to do, do here. To, be, to be safe. You we know? have to do all the other, all the other ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> when we were yeah. kids, take the vaccines. That's it. I mean, here we're, we're doing pretty good. Um, yeah, well, because Canadians aren't like that. Yeah. You know, there is some like We're that. Pretty, you know where they right. are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know where you are. I do. I have a, it's funny. <laughs> I have a few. It's funny. You've seen, you've seen the true colors of certain people, people you've known even, come out in this. Absolutely. The people I've known well for years, and I was, like, shocked and surprised. Well, the, dumb, that, the dumbed down society start, started when Trump got elected. We all yeah, know that. Right. right. Yes. That started the dumbed down. And then mm-hmm. it's, it's spread into Canada and around yeah. the world. and It's really bad now. It's yeah. really fucking bad. It is. Anyways, let's not talk about that. No, that's what I started talking about. No, no, I think I might, have, I, might, I, might have, I might have sidetracked you. That's okay. It's which is okay. on everybody's mind, right? So that's all right. That's and it has great. to do with my job, music. You know. The, yeah. The, oh yeah, it was about going in the clubs. Yeah, I'm, I feel scared about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel safe safe doing that. And it's if, if supposed are, to be starting around October, that's where, November. That's where yeah. you'll get sick, right? Yeah, of course. I'm playing outdoor those shows, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you get sick in a in a club show as it is. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. All that sweat and all those. Germs, I tell you, but yeah. Every tour, I usually would catch a flu off somebody. Yeah, of course. Every of course. everyone a nah. cold or a flu off somebody somewhere because yeah. there's a lot of interaction with the band, mm-hmm. and then and there's a lot of close traveling spaces. and close spaces, and then there's a lot of interaction with the fans. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm shaking everybody's hands. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know everybody, you know. Yeah, get them a hug, shaking a hand, doing a photo, right? So what? Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, like you said, you're mostly doing outdoor shows. Think, what are your thoughts going into Europe? Well, I now? just think, well, oh, hoping for the best, right? <laughs> I've yeah. worked in 18 months, so yeah, I'm are hoping you, for the best. You know, you're nervous there's going to be a little even performance. Are you nervous there's going to be a little bit of rust? Or oh, no, I'm no, a, I'm, I'm you've been doing season, it long I'm a season pro. Yeah. yeah, I can pick up guitar and play. Anything. What do you What do you miss most about being on? On the road, uh, I miss the traveling. Yeah. I love. I'm a traveling man. Yeah. So I love. Uh, you know. I can tell that just by looking at your place. Oh yeah. The things yeah. that you've accumulated. Yeah, on your that's, travels. That, all that stuff right from inside the Eiffel Tower. A lot of character in this room. Yeah. All these. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything. I, yeah, I'm actually shorting tour right now. I'm getting rid of a whole bunch of it. Yeah. <laughs> because I got too much of it. You know. Wow. When you're traveling, man, you end up picking up too much shit. Yeah. Right? Do you have any favorite pieces here? Well, I love the masks. The masks, I, the mass, the I they're noticed from, They're that. actually from Venice. What's the one right in the middle? I know, it's still kind of... He's the boss mask, right? Yeah. yeah. Where did you get that? Bought all in Venice. In Venice, okay. Yeah. Everything I buy, I buy from this place. So right, of course. If it says Paris, it's in Paris. It's yeah. In, so that's from the Eiffel Tower, though. That's from Venice. You know? I got oh. stuff all around the house. Yeah. Too, but I liked... I'm a... Well, I'm European, so I'm, I love Europe. You know, yeah. the culture everywhere, everywhere you go, every every culture and country changes so fast, what? so quick, right? 
yeah. in the language, which doesn't happen in North America. We're all the same here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? at, what, at what age did you leave Dublin? Oh, my dad, my mom and dad got work here, so I, I came over as a baby. Oh, okay, so you were quite young when yeah, you came so over. I'm one of those kind of like homeless Irishmen. Am I Irish? Am I Canadian? Yeah. I get called n- neither from both sides. Right. <laughs> When you're when you're here, you, know you get called Irish, and when you're there, you get called Canadian. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in the limbo, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not a real Canadian, I'm a real Irishman. It's an interesting place to be, but you know, I, 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 you know, I don't know anything different. So yeah, what's your experience been like in Ireland? I've, you know, like I said, it's it's been uh, it's been good, and, and it's been upsetting to me. You know, I don't like it when people think I'm not really Irish, and I don't like it when right. people think I'm not really Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> but right. you know, you know, because I don't really. Because I left on the on the right of my birth. Now, now being, I would say mostly Canadian. And the Irish don't think I'm Irish. I didn't live there. Right. You, you know, and the Canadians don't think I'm not Canadian because I was born here. Right. But <laughs> so, okay, so, so being, I, I mean, my, my, I would say you're probably mostly Canadian, having lived here most of your life. But yeah, but then again, you know, I grew up with two Irish parents owned an Irish pub that I lived above uh, for oh, twelve really? years. So they I was lived, like in, in what pub in, did they? They owned Muldoons in Kingston. Oh, okay. In yeah, yeah. Muldoons. So I was engulfed. In Irishness, my mother was right. head, my mother was the head of Cultus, which is the biggest Irish club in North America, and they she promoted traditional Irish music for forty years. So yeah, I was raised in nothing but Irish right. culture. Well, in Canada, isn't that yeah. kind of crazy? Yeah. So I was raised above an Irish pub, with, you know, by Irish parents. Mother's from Galway, dad's from Dublin. They okay. ran they had the pub, the hotel, front of hotel. Pubs were Finnegans and Muldoons. So I was in Irish music every day, and then my mom ran the Irish club. So it's like wow. everything was Irish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I can relate because so, my parents are both yeah. from, from so Northern Ireland. we didn't Ireland. do any Canadian yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing Canadian. So I was never really okay. uh, taught any Canadian music or uh, I don't, or didn't do any, we didn't do any camping or anything, anything Canadian, you know? Yeah. You know, I was also kind of, you know, because my parents were so busy, I was kind of one of those kids who kind of got raised, raised himself, you know, right. third and last child, so okay. I didn't see, I never saw my parents. There's no pictures of me anywhere when I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it goes to show, you know, you're the third one, eh? Yeah. First one is tons of photographs, third one is like, you might, yeah. <laughs> you might find three or now four. now you're Irish fan, you're the third of what, 12 or something? No, I was third of three, but, <laughs> okay. uh, but still, I was still the baby. My, so. my dad's the second of ten. Yeah. And oh, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah they, I think uh, they because they left the country. Uh, they were going to maybe if they stayed in Ireland, they might have been dead. Might, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Well, even that's what I was saying. I, I don't I, think maybe it was a different culture. I can here. relate, but my my dad my dad ran a football club called Ulster Thistle. Yeah. Oh, also because our, family, they, our yeah. family business is called Antrim. You know, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah, I mean, awesome. that's it. We're Ul- surrounded by the, the Ulster Irish. Thistle. Ulster that's Thistle, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I recorded an album at Belfast. Eh? Did you? My Black Heart, uh, the, the not the Black Heart, the Love yeah. Death Redemption album. Yeah, I did that in two eighteen in Belfast. In Belfast, yeah, I went to Belfast. What did you What did you think of Belfast? Well, I got lots of friends there. They yeah. like they like me there in the punk scene. I became friends with all the famous punks. Yeah, uh, like the Defects and. Uh, SLF and all those kind of guys, and they, you know they're like the legends in that place. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I became friends with those guys a long time ago, and I love their music, and and we just became friends. And uh, so uh, I have a good crew there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one of them owns a studio. And that's okay. How, that's how I I got into the studio. It was Buck, the lead singer of the, of the Defects. He owned the studio in the country in Belfast, just outside the city. And I was there recording with Mahones. Many years ago, and then I was like, after my mother got killed, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to Ireland and record an album for my mom. 
maybe that'll help me heal if I go back to the mm-hmm. homeland. And mm-hmm. I did, and it did help it did me help, heal. Eh? Yeah, and I knew yeah. it. I knew it. So it was kind of a spiritual... Did you go along the Antrim coast while you were there? No, I didn't go anywhere. I just went to Belfast and stayed there. Okay. Yeah, I was fucked up. I was yeah, in, right. in tragic shock and yeah. PTSD, and which I still have, and uh, of course. Uh, depression, which I still have. I'm on Prozac still because from the accident. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so I went there to heal, and it did. It worked. Yeah. And I made some music, and I brought it home, and then took some six months, came back, I couldn't remember the music I made because my head was fucking <laughs> fried on all those pills they gave me. Yeah. But I listened to it, it's like, oh, this is good, yeah. I was going for the big U2 kind of thing. Right. You know, really spiritually so kind of music. How did, how did, when you perform in Ireland, how do... How did the Irish people respond? That's a good they question. feel about you That's being a, a Canadian well, That was Canadian a good also. question yeah. because I wouldn't go there for the first 20 years for that really? reason. Really? For that reason? Because of, of the way I felt about how I felt about being Irish. Yeah. I felt they were going to hate me. You know, so yeah. I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't go to Ireland because they're probably going to yeah. laugh off stage or something. Right. You know, and... Uh, Call me fake Irish or something like that. And right. so uh, then in 2010, I got a call from my pals, the UK Subs, which is one of the greatest Irish, greatest, no, the greatest punk rock bands in history. You know, mm-hmm. there's like the Dan, the UK Subs, the Clash, and uh, the Ramones, if you ask me, in the top four, right? Okay. So the UK Subs called uh, up my agent and said, but Mahone's open for us on our Irish tour. And so I see they want an Irish punk band on the bill, which was a good idea for them. And then I thought to myself, I'm a big fan of the UK subs. I thought, well, fuck, if we if we go down and it doesn't happen, the UK subs will be behind us, so they'll save the show. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because they'll go be there to see the subs. And then the how subs. did they respond? So they'll be there to see the subs, so it'll, it'll be a subs audience. And yeah. It won't be my responsibility. Right. If things don't work. Yeah. So anyways, we went to do the show, and they fucking loved us. Yeah. And I didn't expect it. Yeah. And... Next year, we were back on our own headline tour, and the defects were opening for us. And we're like, the defects are opening for us? Wow. You know, the yeah. best band that I love, you know? Yeah. They opened for us. And so I was like, completely, I, I read it wrong completely. And right. they love us in Ireland. And every time we go there, we have great gigs. And yeah. fucking it's fantastic. So, Do you have yeah. a favorite venue in Ireland? Uh, well, yeah. Do you have a favorite venue here? Oh, like what kinds of venues? They're like they come in many levels, like clubs. Where, where, uh, when, when, when you get your list, or like when you're, where are you most excited to be? Well, please ask me. I did a, I did a tour with Avatar last or in two nineteen, and I only did it because I saw the venue uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire on it in London. Okay, which I always wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> so I took the whole. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was like, my favorites have always been. Around the world, you mean? I, I like Brixton Academy in London. It's kind of old and old, but I love okay. it a lot. The vibes there is great. I love that one. Town and Country Club in London, England, which is called a form, a form now. I think mm-hmm. that's a great one. In Toronto, I love uh, the Concert Hall, which is yes. closed right now. Yeah, yeah. You know the one up on mm-hmm. uh, Young and uh, way up there with Canadian Tire. That Concert Hall, Young and uh, Young and right before Bluer. The no, not, way, up, not no the, way up there. The one the way up there used to be the MTV room and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the um, it's a church now. It's uh, yeah. I know what you're uh, talking about. You two one. have played in there. Yeah, it's, um, it's the best one. I played there many it times. It used to too, be the, the oh, it's gonna bother me now. But yeah, anyway, just north of Blue Earth. The the, the, uh, young, the, yeah. so, the Sonic Temple. Sonic Temple. Yeah. That's it. Yes, I love that one. Yeah, love it. Uh, Montreal Spectrum, love mm-hmm. that one. I mean, they're, they're all around the world, though. but Dublin, or in Ireland, my favorite yeah. venue. I like the Voodoo in Belfast. 
That's a good one. Which one? Voodoo. Voodoo. Okay. Yeah. Let's check it out. It's really okay. cool. Okay. Next time I'm... Voodoo I Belfast. I don't know if I've been... I, like, I've been here. to Belfast several times. Don't know that I've been there. But they change past. so much. They change a lot in Ireland. I yeah. I remember they change a lot of venues. Kind of like, you know... There's a lot of... Uh, what the fuck's going on? What do you call it? Gentrification was going on. Mm-hmm. In the last decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... Even in Toronto, like, with all the gentrification... Sometimes you can do a tour and come back to the next tour and the venue's gone. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, what? It's not like the old days where they, like, the shoe where they hang out mm. for 50 years. I know how sad are you to see the Mod Club go this year. Is that you know, gone? It's gone now, yeah. No way. That was one of the first ones to go in the uh, the pandemic. Did he shut it down purposely himself, though, maybe? I don't like, know. I don't know. smart. I don't... Like, the, like, the, yeah. like, I know Danny from the hideout shut down instantly. Cause he, yeah. He just, he smelled Yeah, the out. hideout was, I like the hideout, too. I went there. Yeah, well, he, he might open one up again. I went there for about three birthdays in a row. Yeah, last. it was yeah. a party bar. Yeah, it was a but party Danny, bar. But yeah. Danny, I think Danny saw the big picture. He's like, fuck, yeah. I'm not going to try and suffer for this. Two years or whatever, yeah. Shut her down, right? Uh, you know, look at the, look at the, all you have to do is look at the history of pandemics in the last couple yeah. of years, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. it'll be about uh, almost two years yeah, before yeah. it's so any I don't know how any, any of those bars, uh, you know, made it through but there's yeah. several I'm up I'm in Midtown at Young and Eglinton we basically have one good bar and that's uh, the Rose and Crown yeah and it was apparently it was like a week away from shutting down oh, same thing and I was like we would have had nothing left yeah. yeah well you know I feel sorry for those guys and you know and I do feel sorry for the gym guys too but you know mm. the thing, and I also are on TV every day but you know what they don't talk about ever is musicians mm-hmm. I haven't the worked cruise, 18 months the roadies yeah. I haven't gotten Serb since December so I haven't made any money in what 7-8 months yeah. you know we don't get paid for music anymore no right I, I can show you a check a royalty check for $100 you know from yeah. that fucking from the internet stuff you're right <laughs> like there's no money there anymore it's yeah. gone we, yeah. it's free yeah we understand that we give yeah. it away for free now yeah you know now albums are promotional tools right to go on tour yeah tours the money t-shirts t-shirts yeah i saw clothes the, now instead of the, music yeah. isn't that sad yeah. though no it's sad yeah, i bought i, I bought ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise on my last tour yeah because i'm a clothes dealer yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't it's like true. that at all yeah and you know that's what i how i make my money selling freaking clothes mm-hmm. and hats and pins and badges and all that shite you know and that's where the money is mm-hmm. and and going to play live there's no money in music anymore yeah. so it's i don't even know how people are gonna inspire people a lot of people a lot of people won't make it because mm-hmm. of this i will because i'm a lifer and i'll do it for yeah. free you know some of us are some of us are addicted mm-hmm. i'm a music junkie yeah i it's my life as you can see around yeah. the room car, cars and keyboards everywhere like, yeah and you got quite a mix record boards. Here oh yeah too. dude i got that 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 thing in here what so you know this is this is a filed cd system oh wow with no cases yeah so, Wow. What's in the, the chest? Oh, blankets. Okay, all right. <laughs> Not as exciting as I thought. That's, yeah. that's my CD, that's yeah. my vinyl collection up until 1985 when I moved to England. In 85, I, I sold to my sister. And I, was, I was 20 years old, I sold to my sister. And uh, 30 years ago, like last year or whatever, she, she's, or a couple years ago, whatever, she gave it back to me. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't have her 30 years, so it stops at 85. Yeah. Isn't that great? So it's all originals for like... Wow. All seven, uh, it's got sixties albums, seventies albums, and do you still go out shopping for them? Like, do, would you go? Yeah, to, yeah. yeah, I still buy new ones. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. But this is the first album I ever bought in my life. Kiss. Yeah, but look, Destroyer. Recovery. Yeah. Destroyer. Yeah. yeah, I was very young at the time. Yeah. Like, cartoon rock band. What? Yeah. What year what, was what that? I wouldn't like it. Yeah. 
What year was Destroyer? Yeah. That's one of the best albums. That's the best that's, one. Uh, the best one. That's shouted out loud and yeah, all the hits. Yeah, Rock City yeah. I've got a good funny. I've got a good story for you about Kiss. After I've told it on the podcast too many times, so I'll tell it to you after. But okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a really good. It's a good story about uh, I photographed Kiss once. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the new album, the solo album. So after you know after thirty years of the Mahones, what what made you decide to put out a solo record now? It was totally COVID. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't have even done a solo thing had it not been for COVID. What gotcha. happened was the Mahones got shut down on the 30th show of our 30th anniversary tour. We just played Hamburg, Germany, which mm-hmm. I love playing Hamburg, you know. And uh, so we had to get out of Europe and get home. The tour, we were supposed to keep on going to Europe. Then it was Australia after that, then Canada. It was our 30th anniversary tour, so I was taking the band around the world for the whole year. We were booked everywhere, summer festivals all through Europe. And, here and everywhere but anyways on March 13th Friday the 13th no mm. less oh, this man, is the best yeah. part I love it that was when we got told the gigs no more gigs the country got shut down the next day so that was our last show so uh, we were stuck in Europe I had to get everybody home they, they charged me those outrageous last minute ticket prices you mm-hmm. know like 1200 for yeah. one way kind of shit yeah. oh brutal so mean you know because it was pandemic, I had to go home. Yeah. And we got the last flight home before they closed the airport in Canada, like the day before. Yeah. Literally, it was like, yo, so close. Like, it's like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, you know. And uh, so anyways, uh, I was like, I want to, what am I going to do for work? I got to, you know, the CRB thing, I had to go on CRB because we don't have any, you know, like I said, we don't get royalties anymore. Right. Some of those gone. So if we're not working, yeah. if you're a working class musician like me, if you're not working, you're not making money. Right. You know, that's as simple as that. Yeah. Right. So uh, I couldn't work. So uh, what happened there? Uh, I had to create a job. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For CRP, you know? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, I've been in the music business 40 years. I don't have a second skill. Right. I never bothered to get one. Yeah. I Because I, 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 I was going to, like, you know, but I, I, I kept on being successful in the music business. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so I'm a producer. I'm a writer, I'm a guitar player, I'm a session player, I can do everything in the music business, you know, yeah. but the whole music business got shut down. Got shut down, yeah. So it's like, all my side jobs are gone too. Yeah. So I had to create something. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll make a solo album. That way, the government will know I'm trying to find work. Okay. Yeah, and and so I did, you know, and uh, <laughs> I called up the label and said, hey, uh, President, I said, hey, uh, you know, I want to make a solo album. He goes, have you ever made one before, Finn? And I go, never. First one, he goes, really? I go, yeah. He goes, okay, how much you need? And it was as simple as that. Yeah. And I didn't even write a song or, or give him a song. Enough, yeah. And he let me make wow. the album. And Great. so with the budget, I had a budget to make a record, you know, not a huge budget, but a, a decent budget. And, uh, and uh, one, one that was fine for me. And uh, I was able to hire some of the best musicians. So mm-hmm. I, I, I went out and uh, got uh, Kevin Hearn. Lou Reed Band, Barenaked Lady, Gord Downey, Real Stacks. He's a keyboard player, yeah. multi instrumentalist, extraordinary. And I got Glenn Milchin from Blue Reed on drums, best drummer oh, in Canada. Okay. Yeah, and then it went from there. Yeah, wow. Fantastic. But that's why I, that's that's why uh, that's why I started the solo career literally because I had to find something to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd already just made two. That's Mahomes. a new one. I've never heard that before. And I already <laughs> just made two Mahone's albums. I just made the unplugged. Usually, album. it's like you know, I've and I just to get so I couldn't material. make another Mahone's album. Yeah. 
because I probably would have, you know, but I right. just made one. And it got dropped on April 2020. Yeah. <laughs> the new Mahomes album. So I was like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. What do I do? I just dropped Mahomes album yeah. at, the day, at the beginning of the pandemic, so I can't make another make one. another one, yeah. So I got no job, no tour. What am I going to do? So I thought, solo album. And, uh, and that's how that's how that started. And... and and here we are now, and it's getting great reviews. That's and it. Everybody, everybody's liking it better than my own stuff. <laughs> you know, all that kind of shit. But it's different, though, right? It's it is. It is very different. It's not the same thing. It's a folk album. Yeah, I was gonna say. So for the listener, so for the listeners, yeah, first of all, it's called "The Dark Streets of Love." Yeah. Um, and it is. I listen to it. It's very raw. It's yeah, it's very completely different. I yeah, did, I, the Mahones are the Mahones. They're their own yeah. entity. I wasn't gonna dabble into the Mahones. Right. Because the Mahones, I'll keep it going fifty years, like the Dubliners, right? Mm-hmm. We don't tour anymore, but we do big shows, you know. Right. I don't want. I've been. I was in a van for thirty years. So that's right. Enough. I paid my dues, man. Yeah. You know, if you want me now, you gotta fly me in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be there. Yeah. But I'm. I'm not suffering anymore. Right. Thirty years in the van. I suffered. I did it. I yeah. played everywhere in the world. I'm good. Now I'm just going to play the play. That's pretty cool. I'm, just, I'm sure you now got I'm just a story doing like or my, two. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> I got every story. I could blow your mind. I could put people in jail. My stories oh, are so no, good. No, <laughs> no, I won't tell any of those ones, No, I didn't. Right. Hey, I would never tell any stories. Yeah. Actually, I will write a book and tell some good stories. Yeah. One day. Yeah. But only fun stories, you know. I would never ever tell. Do you have a good story? I know. I've got. I haven't got a mean bone in my body. Yeah. So I would never say to hurt anybody. But um, good stories about Belfast. Oh, so many. Oh fuck. Okay, let, let me think about that through. Yeah, yeah, no so worries. Whenever you ask a question, sometimes when I get asked a question like that, I just like go blank. Yeah. And so, you know, I got a million. Of course, <laughs> so you can never choose which one at that point. Yeah, Belfast so the, is a the, fun, fun place. It yeah. is a fun place. I, it's a fucking I'm, great town. It is. I used to be scared shitless of it as a kid. Yeah. I'm from Dublin. It's like, oh, yeah, Belfast. You get told of, yeah. Well, we're told it's like Mordor. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody yeah. sees, you know, you always see on the TV is the, you know, the bombs, explosions. So everybody thinks it's Mordor. Have you ever been there over the 12th? Oh, of course I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dangerous. I, I so. would hide my identity in that one. Yeah. yeah I did. Tell everybody's Canadian. The last time I was there actually was over the 12th. I told everybody's Canadian and I said my name is James. <laughs> on the 12th, yeah. And that was when I was 18. I went to, on the 12th to check it out. Yeah. That was dangerous. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. I won't do the 12th again. No? The, the 12th Is shouldn't it? be around anymore. It's a, yeah. you, you shouldn't have parades about, you know, slaughtering people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it I just mean, makes no sense. You know? Yeah, I like, think you just generation to generation. It, it just pisses change. people off. Yeah. All you're doing is care, carrying on. I'd be like having a... a I feel like having your parade about slavery, you know, like you, you just don't do that shit. Did you ever watch? Did you watch Dairy Girls on? No. Oh, no. uh, you should watch that on Netflix, and uh, it's a really interesting take on, uh, you know, it's like four teenage girls growing yeah. up in the time of the troubles, I, but watched, they've turned it into a comedy, yeah, which is like uh, unbelievable how they've done it. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched so much stuff on on, on our Northern Ireland. I yeah. studied it, and you know. My whole family is. Well, it's my dad's family had to escape at the time. Yeah, well, my family's us from south, so everybody in my family was a member of the Irish Army, right? Mm -hmm. You know, except for me being from here, but they're all. Yeah. Everybody, well, you're from the south, you're from the army. Everybody's in the army. You know, people like to make the IRA sound like it was a terrorist organization. You know, there's a, you know, there were some terrorists at the end in it, but don't forget that was the Irish Army fighting the English Army. Mm -hmm. It was the army. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. We were trying to free ourselves from England, from the country, mm-hmm. for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. the army. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And people forgot so, that. People forgot that. Well, but it changed, right? It but, changed, but it was yeah. still, yeah, at the end, I told you it changed. Yeah. But it was the army all the There's time. There's still... You know? um, there's still some presence. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, there's always going to be idiots yeah. wanting to fight. Now know. they have a political party and everything. Anyways, we're not. You know, the politi- no, Sinn Fein is the good thing, though. Sinn Fein is, is why the armies went to politics. Well, yeah. Well, there was a whole thing recently over the pandemic about a few. Anyways, we're not here to talk yeah. about that either. Yeah. Well, um, I just don't like when people don't know the history. No, yeah, that's true. We don't need to get into it. It's it's amazing it, here. It's so never been taught properly to so. keep. Yeah, to yeah. keep just on another Irish talk with you. It's it's unbelievable how many people. Here, I mean, know so little about Ireland that they don't even know there's two we're, Ireland. We're in a British colony right yeah, now. Yeah, most people British, don't even. Canada's a British colony. Yeah, most get, people don't even know that there is two Irlands. Yeah, and they're like, well, yeah, what's, we, we what's the difference? Because well, where Ireland, do you start? In Canada, they won't teach you any any yeah. Irish history. They yeah. won't teach it here. Yeah. So you know, like for know. one, they don't even use the same currency. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's a completely different. Country. But if you want to know the truth, all you have to do is ask me, and I'll tell yeah. you. It's, I had. But a, I'm not. A, I'm not a rebel, and I'm not. I don't do political music about Ireland. Because yeah. I don't want right. to. I, I don't want to continue. I never wanted to continue the fight. I wanted to end, so I don't dabble down that road. Yeah. Never did, you yeah. know. And it's like uh, I, I won't do rebel songs, and I won't sing anti-British songs. I yeah. just won't do it. You know, right. I, I lived in London for five years. I like the English. And you probably, my mates. I mean, you probably have nothing wrong. You know, like they're my there's, mates. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to get mad at somebody from what yeah. they did a thousand years I, ago. I always just know? thought it was really funny here. I gotta, we got to move on. Which is probably better. You know, it's better yeah. that they they yeah. don't know that there's. But I always found it really funny. For instance, I had a. Uh, an ex-girlfriend when yeah. I was quite young and for uh, a birthday or whatever she bought me a, an Irish soccer shirt <laughs> and uh, I, I opened it and I said well for one this is a volleyball shirt <laughs> <laughs> I and love two it. and two it's the wrong Ireland <laughs> she goes isn't yeah. it isn't it a it's sport? green <laughs> I was like <laughs> she'd be like yeah. me well it's for sports like, ball yeah yeah that's <laughs> I don't do sports anymore I, I quit when I was like I used to play sports I played soccer which is British football yeah. I did soccer baseball and hockey until I was like I think about 13 so you or not watch like the that. Euro Cup oh, of course I watched yeah. <laughs> who couldn't watch that one yeah uh, so heartbreak again though heartbreak again yeah well you know that's the, that's the game though it is I mean that's it the is. game I mean I love Italy Mm-hmm. And I love England too. I mean, a lot of Irish people get mad at me when I say I love England, but hey, I lived in London five years. I got I, a lot of, I got a lot of mates here. It's a great Cup place. And, yeah. the fuck, all the bands I love come from fucking England. Yeah. The Clash, the Who. So yeah, yeah. I love England. England's great. So I was secretly rooting for England, mm-hmm. you know, but I was, I was happy Italian, Italian one too. <laughs> so they're good. Yeah. I'd like to both. Yeah. You know, and just to get that far, fuck, come on, guys, you lost by one goal, like, come on. Not not even, a penalty yeah. shot. Yeah, exactly, so a... nobody lost. Yeah. The way I see it. But nobody... it'll always be remembered that Italy won that, that Euro Cup. Yeah, so. I just didn't like the, what the racism that came in. Well, after. nobody did. Because um, that was the tarnish on England. Of course, of you know, course. But yeah. at the same end, there was a lot of, uh, obviously, yeah. un, un, uh, completely unacceptable, but there was a lot of also... Um, from that racism, a lot of people backing the players and yeah, well, a lot of love think that went out to them after. It kind of maybe exactly kind yeah. of woke up the Brits a bit. It did because know? then all of a sudden now it didn't. It didn't even even when they would take race aside, they would have been upset. Yeah, at these now, the, now, now the Brits, it was like all these. Now the Brits are turning on the race on the races. It's kind of like you know what happened yeah. here last year when they. Uh, Killed George Floyd. You yeah, know, it kind of woke everybody up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when they're finding the native kids now in uh, uh, in Canada, 
it's waking everybody up to you know mm-hmm. to the truth. And it's that's the sad thing about life is like that takes a bad incident to wake people up, mm-hmm. you know. It's not always but I guess the case, that's though. I guess that's yeah. the nature of reality, it is. right? Yeah. In humanity. The way um, our minds are up the way our minds are wired. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it takes something shocking before you'll make a, a difference. A trauma. Yeah. yeah, a trauma. Yeah. yeah. Um, the album, the new album, Dark Streets of Love, it was described as intricately layered reflections on loving, losing, grieving, and loving again. Can you tell me what that... Can you kind of expand on that? Well, that's just a, that's just a really good journalist writing a really, <laughs> good, a really good review. Okay. She wrote a really great review, and, you know, I was like, shit. She knows the album better than I do. <laughs> you know, uh, I read that review in that line, and it's like, yeah, she very wrote a really great review, and uh, I think the uh, record company used some quotes from it. Mm-hmm. That was Christine Bodie. She's uh, shout out to Christine. Christine, yeah, she's a great reviewer from Kingston, and I wanted my first review for my first solo album to be for my hometown. Right. So okay. I said, sent it to there, and, yeah. and I suggested her because I knew she was a great writer. And you know she likes bands like like uh, that I like. You know she mm. likes folk music. Yeah. It's like so, so it's safe. It'll be a safe place to send it. Yeah. <laughs> you send us if I said Dark Streets of Love to a right. punk rock guy right off the first, you know, probably wouldn't have got an. Uh, they probably wouldn't have saw it as for what it was. You know. Mm-hmm. They probably said, "Oh, it's boring." No, yeah. it's like- but anyways, yeah. Uh, so. She got it right. Yeah, it's about I tell them the different stories of love. Okay. The album's about me telling different stories of love. Mm-hmm. One's about from your life. No, from my life. From some from mine, some from other people's mm-hmm. lives, some from you know, like Oscar Wilde's life. Is I wrote that one That's with, all, yeah. with Katie uh, Lonergan, my from the Mahomes, and you know, she she was a, she was an excellent lyricist, and so she she wrote most of the lyrics on that, and mm-hmm. uh, we. we wrote that about uh, I wanted to write a song about his I've been working on that song for about four years and I wanted to write a song about his his life I wanted the first part to be about Dublin the middle part to be about London and the last part to be about Paris you know mm, so he was okay. born in Dublin run out for being gay then he went to London he was thrown in jail for being gay and then mm. he goes to Paris and dies with a broken heart you know and he's our best writer yes. of all time yeah. on a tragedy you know mm-hmm. so that was, a, that was about that kind of love and then what's the other one the, the uh, I picked Atlantic City because that kind of love story I really relate to but the down and out guy yeah. taking one last shot you yeah. know and he's going to roll, roll it all in Vegas mm-hmm. or, or wherever Atlantic City and then he's going to meet meet the little guy and he's going to what's he going to do you know <laughs> like, I just love that song the yeah. story it's that's kinda, the Bruce Springsteen yeah scene, yeah, yeah? yeah. Kinda, and I wanted to use that to set the mood for the album too, right. to let people know that Finney's not going to play a punk rock album right so yes. gonna, you know I call this album a Sunday morning hangover album okay for my Irish punk fans okay you play the best of the Mahomes on Saturday, Saturday night when night. you're parting your ass off and then you're laying about the hangover you pop on the dark streets okay. of love it's going to be perfect it's great yeah it's going to just ease you back into the world yeah and it's going to be Finney singing to you so you're going to love it there you go <laughs> and I'm playing all the mandolins and stuff you like yeah so yeah, that one. And someone saved me. Uh, you know, what, what else? There's there a hip song on there. Oh yeah, the hip song. Yeah. Did that for Gord Downey because uh, me. I don't know if you know this or not, but I was in a band called The Filters with Gord Downey. No. Yeah, I, I didn't don't. Know I don't tell this to many people. Yeah. Yeah. He actually started with me. Him and I were in high school. Our high school bands. He was in the Slinks, and I was in uh, what was it called? The uh, Pressure Drop. And I, I used to book gigs in Kingston. I was a promoter, mm-hmm. a teenage promoter. Yeah. Like 16. Wow. So I would book a concert hall, or not a concert hall, uh, a hotel banquet room 
I did everyone in town, got banned from everyone in town. Mm -hmm. The first one was hauled in. And yeah, it was hauled in, yeah, hauled in. Second one was uh, Ambassador in Kingston. The third one was the Ramada Inn. And I'd rent the rooms, build a stage, light show and stuff, have a big party, sell the tickets, sell it out. And then always, you know, they get shut down. Front rate drinking and stuff, you know, mm. it was great. <laughs> and and I, so I met, uh, that's where I hired Rob Baker for the Roses to play my first one. He's a guitarist of the hip. And anyways, I met, uh, one of my ones, I met Frontini from the Slinks, the bass player. And he jumped on stage at one of my gigs and grabbed the mic, ah, all drunk, you know, we were yeah. like 16, 17. And he was in the band with Gord Downey from the hip, Slinks. So Gord just moved in from the country. I, I went to see them play at a dance. Frontini invited me. Came friends with them. Then I wanted to play in my dad's bar, and I knew I couldn't play in my punk band Pressure Drop because we did the Clash and, and Sex Pistols and Ramones, mm -hmm. so that wasn't gonna fly. Okay, you know, yeah, in my dad's bar. So I, I got uh, the drummer from the band there, Morissette, uh, Frontini from Slinks, and Gord Downey from Slinks, and me and Morrow from uh, from my band. And we made a band. And we did all old rocking tunes, and I got really? I got us two weeks of gigs in my dad's bar, and it was our first ever bar gig. With Gord Downey, yeah, I got the in tape. your dad's bar. Yeah, I got the tapes. Everything. Really? Oh yeah, I got it on tape. Everything. Oh yeah, dude, I got everything. Amazing. And what kind so, of songs? So what kind of songs? We do you were guys doing play? Twenty Flight Rock, Round and Round, uh, Route Sixty Six, all all the classic bar rock wow. stuff. Wow. You know? It's like really, it's like uh, so we did that stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. I did not expect that. Yeah. Wow. So you and Gord Downey were pretty tight. So that's then. why I did the song for him. So, so uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, we spent about a year playing together. From uh, I was eighty three, so we we played together from eighty three to eighty four, and then we split the we split up the band in summer eighty four, and they they went to Queens and they started to hip in fall eighty four, and I went to their first gig at the KAAI Kingston Arts Association. It was great. We've been friends ever since. Mm -hmm. So we're all buddies. We're all high school buddies. That's the story, and. Uh, you're going to like this. This, this is the... This shows you how far back we go. Give me the price of that hip ticket. That's in Kingston. All right, so... In the manor, Lakeview Manor <laughs> Hotel. $2.50. Yeah. Cover without ticket is $2.50. Yeah, no This is for... <laughs> call your master for two. This is for two people to see the Tragically Hip. What year is that? Before uh, they started. Wow. Unbelievable. But I found the other day I was going through because go, I'm going through the stuff and trying to get rid of it and took it out of my warehouse. And I've taken, I took while I've been locked down, I went through my archives. Oh, right. see this. Oh, you gotta see this. Hold on. This is fucked up. Yeah, so I've been writing music since I was 16, right? Yeah. So I found all the tapes of everything I wrote all my life and I organized it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it goes all the way back to the beginning of the early 80s. Holy smokes. Array, so there's the filters. This is like, yeah. See, that was my first job. Those the filters. Then I moved to England for five years. And I had the outside world and lighting hit the plane in England. Then I came back from England. And I started by the reckoning. Wow. And that was my alternative rock band. And then I got picked, the Mahomes started by accident. And I got picked up from Mahomes and there it went on. So that was my career. Wow. And you've never shared any of this stuff? No, I don't share it to anybody. No. Really? Everybody wants it though. Everybody, I was gonna say, like, everybody man. wants that filter stuff. Right, of course. Yeah. It's me and Gordiani were eighteen. Yeah. And it was I recorded like, I got like, one hundred and twenty-one songs. How how are you? Studio forty studio tracks, and, and I did about six. So these are in the studio, tracks. even. 
Well, I built a studio in my mom's basement when I was 16. Okay. Like this, I, you know, I did. Right, right. I did, because I'm a producer, I'm a good recorder. Right. So I was good wow. even at 16. Wow. That's yeah. unbelievable. So that's why I did the song for Gord, though. Yeah. Because I never paid him a tribute. Mm-hmm. But I don't tell anybody the story, so people don't really know how we played together. Yeah. I didn't want my career based on... On, right, yeah. On the hip. Yeah. And I knew if I, if I started telling that story, that... Uh, I would I'd have hip in every uh, interview. Right, right. So I didn't tell the story. Okay. And I never had hip in any interview. <laughs> right. So we'll keep it exclusive <laughs> to this one. Well, no, <laughs> people know about it now. Yeah, now right. that I'm semi-retiring a bit, yeah. I'll, I'll tell. I'm going to tell the story of my past. Yeah. But uh, when I for the 30 years of the Mahones, I only look to the future. I right. never look backwards. As you, and that's why I made 21 albums more than most people. Yeah. And that's why the Mahones are the longest running punk rock band in history now. We've outdone the Pogues, everybody. Really? Oh, yeah. No no Irish punk bands lasted 30 years. Really? Oh, yeah. We're the okay. longest running in the yeah. world at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. Wow. So, well, something doesn't happen to me, I'll come with Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you, you, but I'm going to keep it going for over 50, so I'm going I'm to beat the Dubliners next. The Dubliners, right. The Dubliners are the longest Irish. And are they still going? No, they're fucking all they dead alive. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one, yeah, they all died. They're the best Irish band in history, in my mind, the yeah. Dubliners, right? That's where I stole everything from. So. Okay. Yeah, but I'm very open about it. I'll tell everybody. I like the Dubliners and I like the Pokes. Yeah. You know, that's my Irishness it, for the Mahones and, and for the punk, it was the Clash. Yeah. You know, the Who, the Ramones, you know, that was it. And that's the mix. That's the, that's the mix for the Mahones. Mm. I'm very open about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I like yeah. those bands. Mahomes yeah. or Ramones, get it? Mahomes, Mahomes or Ramones. Yeah. You see the similarity? Yeah. <laughs> like it's all there. It's right in front yeah. of you. The Pog you know, Mahomes. Pog Mahomes. Yeah, it's all right in front of you. That was my little Irish stew. That was yes. The four bands I pop, popped into the into pot. One, and, yeah. And mixed them Stirred together. together. Yeah. And out came the Mahomes. And here we are. So, but the soul thing is not that now. I'm in now. I'm into Springsteen and Van Morrison right. and. The other things I'll, like, There's a Belfast you know, man right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty not a very nice one either. No, actually, I've, I've heard several stories. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to get into my Van Morrison Belf- and Springsteen years. And I want to do, like, I want to play concerts in, like, you know, theaters and wine bars where people sit down and listen to the music, you know. Yeah. I don't want to have to be, like, put, you know, in a mosh pit all my life. Right. Know? I mean, I'm still going to go back to the pit. Play yeah. Because I'm doing, like, th- three or four moments festivals this fall. In I was going to say, I saw some dates. Yeah, we're, so. we're still doing dates, but we're not just touring anymore. Right. Touring's for, you know, that's for the young kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's for the 20-year-old bands. Go, you, you know... I'm I'm 50s now. Time for me to get out of the way. Yeah. Let those guys take over. You know, I did my I did my service. So it's, it's like being in the army. If yeah. you ask me, touring, it's like being in the fucking army. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's hard work, man. Yeah. Especially if you cover the distance I covered. Cause I went all the way to fucking Croatia and fucking Moscow and fucking sure. you name. It. I went everywhere. Right. You know? I was everywhere. You know, I played everywhere. Australia, you name it. So. uh it's hard to get to those places. It's hard yeah. to get there, right? People yeah. forget about that Unless part. That's the fucking hard part is yeah. the journey, right? So You ever yeah. played in, like, Asia or... Never did Asia. Yeah. Well, I, that's like bands. There's only bands, only like, Iron Australia. Maiden who can fly I would love there. to play in Japan. I've always wanted yeah, to play Japan's in Japan, really but cool. I never got offered to play. And, and uh, so when I get one, I'll go. Yeah. The places I never got offered to play that I wanted to play were uh, South America, I did get an offer that never came through South America and uh, Japan. In Japan. And but I've got offered places I didn't want to play, which I've been <laughs> in the, 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 here's a funny one that I was never supposed to tell the story, but I can tell it now. 
uh, many, many years ago, I was offered to play Guantanamo Bay on St. Patrick's Day for a huge amount of money. And I, well, said, huh? and I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was told by, by the Army I was not allowed to tell anybody. Uh, so I was like, but that was fucking... Yeah. I'll come in about 20 years, get half in years, and I, I can tell you that story. Yeah, yeah. I said, fuck no. Uh, fuck no, man, I'm not playing there. Wow. You want to it's end like, my career? In yeah, one yeah. Gig? <laughs> Are you crazy? In one gig, I say, yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a socialist. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's only ever bands like Iron Maiden who fly themselves to places like they've played like India and never, you know, where yeah. it's almost logistically well, bands impossible. Bands play those gigs, too. and you know, I, you know, I don't know who plays them, but like yeah. somebody plays them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, so you guys have put out now. Your, this is your first greatest hits album, yeah. The 30 My years? Fourth. Okay, okay. Never mind. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, but that's what you I was going to say. After 30 yeah. years, then. Yeah, before. Out, yeah, before now, okay. Yeah. First one so, came out after the first decade. Okay. Like they do, you know. So almost one per decade. And then the second one was a punk collection, Irish punk collection. So it was not any of the nicer songs, all the nasty stuff. Okay. Then the third one was uh, re recorded versions of the band called the 25 Years Irish Punk, which is, so it was like the band today, hearing what we sound like now. Right. Right? Because, you know, we sound like kids in the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Because the, the new versions are better, because, yeah. you know, because we sound better singer, better guitar player. Right? Yeah. And then the last one that you had, the one we just put out now, it was kind of the end of the road one, 30 years and so we got a show for it. I love the title, yeah. Uh, well, we, didn't get, we never even got invited to the Junos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have more albums and more tours than any of those bands ever. Right. Uh, you know, so uh, that's it was kind of a joke. You know, yeah. this is all we got to show for. It, yeah, know? right. It was kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. Well, we've maybe told never once been invited to the never Junos. Never not uh, anything in Canada. Uh, we won all the awards. We won all the awards around the world. We didn't win nothing in Canada. The Junos are also when you were saying like writing songs for radio. Yeah. That's I mean, we won the Independent Music Award. Right. Which Tom Waits was the fucking judge. Yeah. And that's from America. That was a worldwide award. We yeah. won the best album of the year, and we won yeah. nothing in Canada. So yeah. there it goes to show you. But that's to say the Junos is like the almost, like almost as bad as the Grammys, but for Canada, you yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's a private club. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's written for well, radio songs yeah, only. Yeah, either you're in the club or you're not in the club. Yeah, whatever. that's it. That's it. So I don't, I don't play music for competition, never have, never will. Mm. I play, like I said, when I was thinking about writing songs for radio earlier, right. I, was like, you know, I almost barfed in my mouth when I heard that line. <laughs> Music to me is an art form. Yeah, and it's only as an art form. Mm-hmm. And if if it sticks to the wall and becomes some kind of special hit, that's that's because it was meant to be, mm-hmm. right? Like those U two albums we mm-hmm. talked about, right? Because yeah. they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you don't try to do that. You just do the art at the most honest maximum level. And if you're good at it, it's going to be good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I know when I make music, it's going to be good because I'm good at making music. You yeah, know? and you know, but I studied music all my life. I mm-hmm. trained six years classically in school. I I, I live and breathe music. You mm-hmm. can look around my room and see see it, right? You know, uh, you know, if I was married with my wife, this stuff would all be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm divorced, I can have the guitars out again and now that <laughs> microphones. Just, <laughs> you know, but it's like. Uh, but, so, yeah, I mean, you've been doing music. I mean, it was one of my questions I had. It just all my for life. the fact that the Mahones have been around for 30 31 years, but years. You said you've been playing since you were 16. Yeah, first, what, first was that your 16. first ever job as, a, as basically a musician? Yeah, I did. Did you ever a, have I, any other I had to jobs? get a real job because I, yeah. I moved to England when I was 20 to, until I was 25. The reason I moved to England was because I love the Who, as you see. Yeah. And uh, now that I'm our friends, there's only backstage passes, mm. seven backstage passes, seven different shows. Okay. 
the Who. I love the Who and the Clash, right? And and so I, I was like, well, I better. And you know, I loved it better than I was raised on the Beatles as a learned to play guitar on the Beatles, like a lot of guitar players do, because their songwriting is so good. And so I got to go over there and see why everything, all the music comes from fucking England, mm-hmm. you know. So I moved yeah. to London, stayed there for four years. Or five years, but I had to get a job, mm-hmm. right? So no, in London, yeah. So I, yeah. So I pretended I was a uh, office man. I remember that because my dad was a, a businessman. Yeah, he had insurance companies in Kingston. That he owned. That was kind of his day job, and kind of it was also the backbone financer of the hotel. If anything was going bad in the hotel, he could save it. Right. Save it with his, his day business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the hotel was more was like it was fun business at the pubs yeah. and stuff. But it could also be a money loser once in a while, so his, his, his insurance business could finance it, you know. So I, I, you know, knew a bit about it. So I told them I was an office worker, and this, and uh, I got a job in Chase Manhattan Bank as a banker. Over Partners uh, Engineering Firm as an office worker. And what was the other one? And then a London Health Education Counselor as an office worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An office worker is like, this is pre-computer, so an office worker is like, all office people had assistants in those days. Mm. And your job was to go get the files. Yeah. Go get the shit. Drop off the computer tapes. Like, yeah. Because there was no computers. Yeah. So you were the computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy time. And I remember priest fell phones everything. So I, there was like big walls of drawers with files. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me what files to go get. And I'd yeah. bring them back to the desk. And, like, and then the computers were on round reel-to-reel tapes. Wow. So I'd take the round tapes to the, and London Wall and take them off the computer and put the <laughs> other ones on and bring them up. Like, it was, I was like the computer. What they would type into a keyboard today, yeah, yeah. they would tell me to do that. Right. Isn't that funny? Wow. And, and so that's why I call office work. Because I, really, I don't really know what the fucking job title right. was. Right? You're just, you're just an office worker. Yeah. You know, you do every job. Yeah. You know, I would check numbers and I'd do computer stuff. I'd, uh, in the computers, really. Back in those days, they were this tall. <laughs> yeah. So you put yeah, the tapes yeah, on. Stacks you put the tapes on like this. You must have seen those movies in the 80s. Yeah. With the, tape, the tapes like that. And all the wires, switching the wires around? Well, I don't remember any wires, yeah. but I remember the tapes, you know? Yeah. The wires would have been behind them. You know, and that was how they did it in those wow. days. And I was, I was a part of that. It's funny they talked to me. Like, I think it was Ronnie Hawkins from the Lowest yeah. of the Low told, told me he was shoveling rats out of a power plant or something like that. Oh, yeah. I, point, I, like, I, uh, I did a better job than he did that. <laughs> I, I, I bluffed my way. I got yeah, to see yeah. Well, I saw Quadrophenia, and I remember the guy delivering the papers in Quadrophenia. It's like, I was like, I think it's like, I could figure out something in an office, you know, get yeah. a suit and tie. Yeah. Just blaggered my way in there. Yeah. And they all love my personality. Right. So every job I had, I got to get them offered promotions all the time. Yeah. And I'd say, give it to Johnny. He's right. Gonna, he's going to stay here. And would you life. talk music with those guys? Yeah. Or but I knew Johnny you could stay in here all his life. I'm going to be a rock star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew I was, these were stepping stone jobs. Yeah, these is. So I didn't want the promotions because I wanted them to give them to the guys. Because I'd be friends with the guys that worked there. Yeah. And they they offered me the promotions because my personality. I know yeah. I know why it was, you know, because yeah. they just liked to have me around. Yeah, you know, I was the, that was the, the fun guy in the office. Yeah. but I'd say you really need to give it to so and so because he's gonna be. I can tell he's gonna be here he's all his life. Here, he yeah. wants. He's a career worker. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a lily pad jumper, you know. Right, I'm yeah, here yeah. for some dough so I can buy a new guitar and keep right. playing. <laughs> yeah. You know, pay my rent. You know, so, simple as that. But right? the and the Mahones. I read that they started as just a... Total accident, yeah. I came yeah. home from England, and I was in The Reckoning, which I showed you there. Yeah. Which is... The reason I came around from England is because I got into Minneapolis music. I got into Husker Du. Uh, and then there were replacements, and I was like, oh, fuck. Now I'm in England, and I'm listening to American music. Now I have to go yeah. home again. Oh! 
it was literally like that, you know? Because I loved it. I loved how to do so much in the replacements. I was like, fuck, I gotta go home and see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it was as simple as that. Yeah. And R.E.M. too, that was the R.E.M. Yeah. R.E.M., yeah. They got me like this, those three bands, you know? And I was in England. I was like, yeah. no, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. So I came back here, started the reckoning. You can hear the name, reckoning, replacements. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you know, you can see. And I started that band. And we were doing really well. And we made an album, which hasn't wasn't never got released because we weren't there yet. It was not, not quite finished. And then my buddy, the Toucan, asked me, uh, Barry, he's my musical mentor in Irish music. He said, uh, can you, Finney, can you put, put a band together for St. Patrick's Day for me? Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that I know Irish music and I was raised in the Irish pub because he's playing my dad's Irish pub, this guy Barry. I was like, sure, you know, why not? We'll do it fun, you know. And uh, so I got my uh, song Irish songbook off my dad. I got still got them here, and I I said, Dad, circle the hits for me, will you? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, okay, whiskey in the jar, Irish Rover. Tell yeah. me more. He circled the hits for me because you know he had the pub and he knew what mm-hmm. the what the ones that the crowds looked. Well, like. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a circle of hits for me, mm-hmm. and and so I I knew them all anyways because living over, over the pub you hear them every day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, ring the do with it up. Yeah, yeah. Right for the daddy, open yeah. the ski and the jar. Like, you know, you, you get to know after you get you get to know after ten years. Of yeah, course. that was my first set list. All those songs, like yeah. band, everything. Yeah. So. uh so we did the one fucking gig, and it went over so fucking well that people started calling and wanted it more. And I don't think we played much in the first year. I didn't, wasn't really up, up for it. And then we did the second year again, and then after the second year, I was like, oh, fuck, I, I, I couldn't stop the people calling. And uh, we were getting gigs out of town and down in New York State and all the stuff, and down New York City and tours. And so I was like, oh, fuck. And then I got offered a record deal. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> This is not the band I wanted to do it with. Yeah. I wanted to do it with the reckoning, you know? So yeah. it was literally pulled, I was pulled in the wrong direction. And and I literally just kind of sat down one day and went, okay, everybody likes this band, Finney. You're obviously good at playing Irish punk music. Yeah. Right? You're Irish. This is your, this is your, your calling. Yeah. Right? Wow. Smart, smarten up and yeah, and you did smell the roses <laughs> and don't go do your job. Yeah. So I went and wrote the first album, which is Mahone's classic, Dragon the Days, and we've had yeah. a career ever since. You know, right. drunk and lazy bastard, and that was the re- that was the rest is history. Yeah. Because I put my love into it after that, you know. Right. And uh, fucking wrote some of the best Irish punk in history. Mm-hmm. It still gets played everywhere, every pub around the world all the time. Yeah. I mean, that first album's all hits. Drunk Lazy Bastard yeah. across the USA. Drunk, every time it's drunken, drunken. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. full <laughs> tilt. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go in full tilt. Yeah. And I'm going to be the nastiest mother Irish fucking punk rock band in the business. And I, so I wanted to outdo the post and everybody. So all my, my titles are way nastier than theirs. I got drunk and lazy bastard, drunk, you know. Yeah. I went nasty. Yeah. And people loved it. Right. I, mean, I, clean, a, I cleaned it up as the years went on. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm singing songs. So what about what about now? Do you have any goals left? La- you know, now you've thirty years in. Do you have any goals left for the Mahones or? Uh, is there anything uh, yeah, you'd still I, like to accomplish? Well, with no, the Mahones have. You want to hit fifty years now? Huh? Mahones have, yeah, Mahones accomplished all our goals. So we've. Uh, that's why I've put the band now into semi-retirement. Uh, okay. We, we won't tour anymore. We would just play the shows that we like. The Mahones. Mm-hmm. We've all we've all grown up. We've all have kids and things like that. So we're all happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think now, you know, me and me and the boys and girls in the band, we, we've talked about it. We only want to do the things that we want to do now. Yeah, we, we've we've done everything. And 
And to be honest with you, when you turn all the time, it costs you. You lose money too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not. It, I'll make more money not playing and just do a big show <laughs> yeah. than yeah. I would if I was touring all the time. Right. Because I have to pay for those the tours. Expenses, yeah. fucking expensive. Yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna show up once. Yeah. <laughs> expensive. Right. So we're just gonna do that now. Let's show up once yeah. here and there, make make money now, and and just uh, you know, kind of do other things. So I'm doing a solo thing. Uh, you know, everybody else has got their own thing going yeah. on, and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep my hose going for the fun shows. You yeah. know, if he, if he wants to play a show, we'll play it. If it's if it's a good show, we like it. And it's a simple side. You just tell us what it is, and if we like it, we play it. If not, well, but there's no tours. We're not gonna do 30 shows in a row mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah. And the solo album, solo thing, I put it alive in Hamburg album. I don't know if you know that. Did you? Not see I did that? see yeah, that. Yeah. I threw that in as a freebie. Yeah. Just to show people what I could do. Yeah. Because I had I was in lockdown and I finished my solo album mm-hmm. three months early, so I had nothing to do. So well, maybe we'll make another album. <laughs> so I made that one. Did the live one, yeah. So I threw in the live one as a freebie to go back to this one, and that's what I do now. Yeah. If I want to do a little tour, I do it long, Amazing. and there's no expenses. It's kind of the way. And I like it. Would and want I can it to do be. the show. I can do a good show by myself. People loved it. Yeah. People, a lot of people loved it because. They didn't. They were able to sit down and watch the show and enjoy it mm-hmm. without being squashed in the mosh pit, getting smashed to smithereens mm-hmm. like at a host show. Well, there's good, so it's a, there's a lot of good fun in that too. So, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so I have created two careers and two different yes. signs of show. If you want to come to a finish show, we're gonna sit in the pub. Like I won't play the pub, but I'll play in a venue where we'll. Uh, if I play in a pub, I'll have to do four sets. I can't do it. I'm too, yeah, yeah, I'm too yeah. old. For that. <laughs> but I'll play the venue. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk like this, and I'll play yeah. songs and tell you what the song is. That's what I do at the live show. I just play yeah. the song. We have drinks. I'll tell jokes and make fun nice. of the audience and stuff like that. At the concert, Mahomes concert is just going to be bam, bam, bam yeah. in your yeah. face, you know? Yeah. So, That's yeah. how I remember it. Because I always said when I got older, I was going to start playing folk music again. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I want to start studying Irish music again and get play some Irish music that people that haven't heard before, the traditional music, because, you know, it's my job also as a Mahone and as an Irishman to keep the Irish tradition going. That's mm-hmm. what we've always done. And that's why the Mahones have always been like fucking Irish mm-hmm. on the sleeve. I have one on my back yeah, as well. We, we wear it on the sleeve. Yeah. You know, exactly, yeah. We wear it like you wear it on your on back. The, we're, we're, we're proud of who we yeah, are. Yeah, I got one around my neck yeah. too. So you're proud of who you are, yeah. right? You wear, you I wear think that's your, a part of, I mean, it's part Irish of every culture, culture but it's definitely a part of Irish culture. We are very we, proud. Yeah. yeah. And so we like to, uh, you know, Irish culture, Irish culture was destroyed for so long. So we were also proud that we survived, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and our parents made it to bring our grandparents made it to, to so yeah. us to tell the story. Wow. So I have to tell the story. Yeah. Of the music. That's my jig my gig. And I always said to myself, after my mom died, you know, I realized I did this all for her. Mm-hmm. I did it for her just to make her happy. Yeah. I, I did it for her. Uh, I was that was That's my biggest beautiful. buzz was when my mom was happy about really? this band. It was the, she could show up with a newspaper article or something. That's something I did. She'd be so proud, and I'd be so fulfilled in yeah. life because I made her proud, and that was the most rewarding thing I ever got out of this music was making my mom proud. That's a and that's why I played Irish music because she yeah. was Irish and she loved Irish music and traditional music, and you know, when I settled into it finally, you know, and that was probably what was it, in the Mahones. You know, my tw- late twenties, the Mahomes uh, finally decided, okay, this is my calling. You know, I was like, I always had that in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, she really likes this plan, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, because she loved it that I was playing artists because mm-hmm. you're not punk, you know. Yeah, and it uh, always made me really, really happy in my heart. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's an Irish thing, too. and that's an Irish thing too. Pleasing your mother, yeah. Pleasing our sons, Irish moms, right? Yeah, and that's it. You know, we're the worst. That's we're it. Love I'm exactly. Yeah. I'm a huge mama's boy. Yeah, so, me yeah. too. We're, you yeah. know. And we just all want, we just want to please your moms. Yeah, Make I think happy. that's. Uh, and when they when they smile and they go, oh, that's a great that's job, it. son. Like, yeah, 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 I did something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a lovely note to wrap up on. But I did have one more question oh, that I do yeah, want to ask you about. Uh, because one of my favorite movies of all time is The Fighter. Oh. And, and in the final fight scene that, of that movie. Isn't that crazy? Paint the Town Red. Yeah. Did you hear the show too, though, in the script? Yeah. Coming down to Paint the Town Red, they overdubbed their name in the movie. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So, did you have any idea that this was... No, that's a, this is a good story. So, this yeah. This is a good story. I'm you glad want, I asked you it want, then. It was a good... Bu- you every, had a great every, sentimental note to end yeah. up on, but I was like, I still want to okay, ask you about a funny the note. I want to ask funny. about the fighter. Okay, so well, I got a million stories like this, but this one is... The, the fighter story is... I got so, the fighter is, for people, is, it was a, it came out in 2010 with yeah, Christian Bale a, and Mark Wahlberg. Two Oscars and two Golden Globes this yeah. movie won. About, uh, what's in, Independent movie, but Mickey Ward, Irish Mickey boxing, Ward, boxing it, yeah. which the Dropkick Murphys wrote an album about, yes. Warrior's Code. Um, yes. So, they should have had the probably song. Probably their best album. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I should, uh, they probably should have had their song where my song was. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I don't know what happened there, but anyways, uh, uh, I got a call, I got a, I got home from tour and there's an email from Boondog Saints two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, everybody liked the first one. Yeah, and everybody didn't like the second one apparently. I was gonna say, but I know, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. So it was like, and there's email was like, hey Finney, can we use your songs for Boondog Saints two the movie? I was like, and I've been, I've been in a lot of movies. I'm in a lot. Of, I'm in uh, Celtic Pride or the title mm-hmm. song for the movie. I'm in. Uh, Hundred bucks, kids in the hall. Uh, what else? My you know, lots of movies. Uh, movies like my songs. Uh, uh, Train spotting. Next one after it. Uh, Ecstasy. Okay. Ecstasy. I'm in that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a lot of movies. But anyways, this movie. My songs are good for movie songs. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wait till hear the dark streets of love. Eh? That's like great for movies. Yeah. Right? But anyways, uh, so I sent an email back. Sure, I love to. And they write back. Oh yeah, I found the email in my spam. And it was six months no old. Way. It was six months old. This is for the fighter. No, for for Boondocks. So I write them back and I go, "Hey guys, I'm sorry, this came into my spam, you know." Yeah. Uh, but sure. And they wrote back, "Oh, Finny, fuck, six months ago, the movie's already yeah. done, mate." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, "Okay, no, no phone you. call, no follow up, yeah, just well, this one is, email." This is back in those days too. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. We didn't. Uh, this could have been pre-cell phone. Too. I can't even remember yeah. now. No, there's cell phone. No, 2010. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I got one email in my spam, and and I asked him for the songs, and, so, and I found six months late, and I sent it back, and I was too late. Mm-hmm. So we laugh. I, I I always laugh at, at disasters, yeah, because you know, all you can do, right? All you can there's do is laugh. You can do right? about it now, yeah. So. so and then I'm like, ah, oh, well, I just lost the Boondog Saints. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's gonna be the biggest kick in the ass in the Irish music business history of ever all time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then doesn't a week later I get a call from fucking Wahlberg. Moondock Saints too flopped. Wal- and then, Wahlberg yeah. calls like about a week later. L- wait, wait, wait Mark Wahlberg himself calls? No, it was an email from his guy. Yeah. And asking me for to paint the town red for the final fight scene yeah. of the fighter. They've said it right in the email. Final fight scene. And I yeah. said, what? Yeah. You want my song in the final fight scene? And I, I knew that, that uh, you know, it wasn't even my thing, Boston, yeah. right? You know, I didn't know anything about Mickey Ward and stuff, yeah. but I was like, I wasn't stupid. Yeah. So I said, fuck, sure, you know? Yeah. So I called up my lawyer, because I knew it, was, it came in from Mark Wahlberg. I knew it was an independent film. And I like Mark Wahlberg's stuff, you know? I've always liked his stuff. Yeah. And uh, I like action stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And like guys do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he... And rock star. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah rock star. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. So I called up my lawyer at the time. Who's now the president of E1, Chris Taylor? Yeah. And I said to Chris, I said, Chris, I'm getting this offer coming in. 
no matter what they offer us, take the fucking money. Because mm-hmm. I got a good feeling about this one. And it's mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale's in it. And I love Christian Bale. Yeah. And so I got, the offer came in. It was about half of the fee, which you normally get. And I was like, take it. Mm-hmm. You know? And he took it. And we took it. And then doesn't the fucking, I go see it at Christmas Day. And don't they you go, coming down to paint the town red by the Mahones in the movie. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. They put us in the script. I can't believe yeah. it. And then, uh, then it wins, goes and wins Oscars, and then it wins, no, wins yeah. Golden Globes, then it wins Oscars, and all of a sudden yeah. my phone's ringing off the hook. Yeah. And, yeah, the band exploded from that one. Was there, I mean, then they didn't have streams and download, but what was, what was, did Paint the Town Red? Well, that gave, sudden, me, that gave me lifelong credibility. Right. After that, I was like... But was there a demand for that song? It's after, the number like, one song of ours, yeah. Right. If you go to yeah. anything, they're playing it all, it spins all the time. Yeah. I get make nothing from it. Yeah. <laughs> I got checked for like a hundred bucks. It's like millions and millions and millions of cents. Millions and millions. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really funny. Hold on for a second. Hello? 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 I don't like this call. Air air duct cleaning? (laughs) Yeah, one of these people. (laughs) Fuck you. Bye. It's one of those fuckers. Yeah. I don't give out my number, so. Yeah, uh, they get them somehow. I don't. Yeah, I get them. I oh. I have a small business, so I get tons of them. Oh. I get like six a day at least. Yeah, because they and have. Air duct cleaning, website building. All yeah, so they get you off the internet. Yeah. Yeah, brutal. your number's out And my, my office number forwards to my cell phone, so it's. it's oh, you turn off the ringer? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, it's always off. It's always <laughs> off. off, yeah. And then when you lose your phone, you can't off. find it. Yeah. I, don't you hate that part? Yeah, that's. Me too. I, I turn it off and you're like. Ah, <laughs> turn off the ringer. <laughs> I always leave it off because otherwise it'd be. I, I would forget to turn it off when I'm in somewhere important, so yeah. I just always have it. Absolutely. Off. Yeah. So yeah, did I end that story for you? you so so well you, yeah you said that yeah so it had, it had blown up in this big success now that's the best the top I don't know if there's anything more it's the most yeah yeah, yeah. so that's what happened yeah it's our biggest and... song it's it's our career song it's the number yeah. one song I mean our career song before that was Drunk Lady's Bastard yeah. and it still is kind of it's already like sedated it's the first like song I wrote too yeah everybody just likes that one because yeah. I, I told you it's I went, about, I went, song. I went yeah. and wrote the dirtiest at bass the it's, dirtiest ass yeah, party yeah. song ever yeah. I thought, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it right you know yeah. I wrote that song you know because I remember they had songs like Streams of Whiskey and the Pogues I was like I can write yeah. a, I can write a nastier one than that that's exactly the way I was thinking you know so really? yeah, and so the, the, the fighter made us international, like everywhere, mm-hmm. right? From here to Russia, you yeah, know, and fucking to Japan. So everybody knows that. So everybody, oh, the Mahalans picked the town red, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so and we we got our song. Yeah. Which you know, which every band needs one of those. Yeah. To 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 last forever. I, mean, I think they all like Dropkick Murphys wouldn't they have been who they are without Boston. shipping off to Boston. But here's like the good news: I wrote Paint Town Red. They didn't write shipping off Boston. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't get the money for it. Where I do that song was like through some music with. Uh, that was uh, it was the, mixed. The, yeah, you're no, right. But the words were written by what's his name? His famous uh, social singer. Uh, the famous guy. What's his name? Oh. I remember, you know, I forgot about that totally. That that wasn't an original. Yeah. Was, I mean, it was redone, like to. Yeah. So I, I was looking at that original. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But you know, it's uh, you know, it's the Murphy's movie. They should have had that mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, I was glad that they offered it to me. You know, Murphy's are a hundred thousand times bigger than Mahomes. Mm. So you don't need the money, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you ever I love you guys. I love the Murphys. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. buddies. We we toured together with them for, after the fighter. They okay. hired us for about five right, years right. in a row. Yeah. 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 
you know, instead, you know, instead of being uh, upset that we were in this in their their yeah movie, you know, that was well, you know, like I said they have an album, but you know, we felt that was. I their, think they were in the movie too. Yeah, they were. Right. That yeah. a live track in the middle, but right. they should have had the pole position. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, they made an album, but they were friends of Mickey Ward. We didn't even know yeah. Mickey Ward, so we felt a little out wow. of place. But, but you know, when career opportunity gates come in, you you got to take you it. And it's same like when uh, they got the shipping up to Boston, yeah. Scorsese. That was way bigger wow. movie, right? And that was went through the roof. And I remember, you know. That's so, the only so, movie Scorsese's ever won an Oscar for. Is that true? Yep. I'll, I'll, he's my favorite. No, sorry, maybe not maybe not director. Yeah. But but for he's yeah. that's the only one I think of his that's won yeah. this picture. But after, after remember, like I yeah. said, after the fighter, the Murphy's and us worked together for five years. It was yeah. great. You know, so they're lifelong friends, great band. I, I love and respect what did, the band. What did the fighter win the Oscar? They won Christian Bale won. Christian what was the Bale. other? What did it win? Oh, for? I can't remember. But they, yeah. they got they got two Oscars. Two Oscars, so, yeah. I remember. But Christian Bale, I know for sure, won. Yeah, well, he was fucking yeah. great. Yeah. And the crackhead, come on. But yeah. I mean, you know, that was yeah. awesome. All you had to do is look at him and it yeah. was like... <laughs> it's like oh. You deserve he's, it already, he's a, mate. He's, he's a method it. actor, though. Isn't yeah, that's he, it. Doesn't he, 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 like, come to person yeah. for a while? And yeah, I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. he becomes a crackhead. <laughs> like, I heard he's... Really, like, yeah, I've heard I heard he's a method actor. He actually absorbs the... The role. The role. Anyways, Finn, before we run in extra, real life, extra long you know. here, um, this was this is great. I'm thank you for having me over. Oh no I mean, this problem. This is man. only of this whole year. This is the second podcast I've done in person. Yeah, and it's t- let me tell you, it's I, I'd so much rather doing it. This well, and, and I haven't done interviews in a while too. I didn't do them when my mother was killed for that album. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do any because I didn't want to talk about yeah. it. Right, and then. Uh, uh, so now that I'm doing this again. Were you doing Zoom interviews and stuff? I started. Like that? Did, I did yeah. Zoom interviews last year it's for, not the, the, same, for the thingies. Yeah. So, yeah. For for this for this time around, I told Eric, let's do interviews again and yeah. it, you know get personal because it's nice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it is nice personal, to have a chat, so. right? Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's why I like those this. Zoom things are kind of weird. Yeah, but I, they are handy though. They're great. You know, they're handy for when you can't get there. Yeah. Like, they, I have yeah. to say, like I got opportunities that I wouldn't have probably got, yeah. but you'll be able to talk to people that you couldn't get to. Yeah. There's nothing as good as this. It's definitely like, like having, someone a, having a chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so it's more personal, and that's how I always wanted the podcast to be. So thank you for oh, no, no problem. Thank you for having me over. Anytime. All the best with uh, the solo. Thanks album. for uh, the interest in my solo album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, dude, you're the second, I really like it. It's really, it's really fun. It's really fun, fun to play the songs. You know, they're all my favorite songs. You know, the covers and originals are like all favorite favorites of mine mm-hmm. I made it for me you know I wasn't thinking about I wasn't thinking about the radio that's for fucking sure yeah and I wasn't thinking about there's the f- put that as the headline <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't you can't I wasn't thinking about the radio and I wasn't thinking about uh, you know the Mahomes fans I was just thinking about you know I've made so 21 Mahomes albums whatever they have enough. Mm-hmm. I can't even write a set list because all the hits now. Like, it's right? Just like, yeah, yeah. You know, set list is all the hits now. It's like yeah. okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I'll. Uh, I'll do, do something. I need to do something for fun, you know. And I, I want to do something fun for me, and that, you know. And I, I didn't care if nobody was going to like it, but it turned out everybody loved it. But uh, I just wanted to do something fun, and I, I need some. I needed a job because <laughs> of COVID nineteen. <laughs> so it's 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 what you call happy accident, and that's how Irish called them. Yeah, happy accidents. Oh, it's a happy accident, Finn. <laughs> Look at the COVID. You got a solo career out of it. Look at the bright side. It you know is. the Irish attitude. Just, eh? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you always got to look at the bright side. That's it. So the bright side is COVID gave me a solo career, which I like, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to nurture the solo career with regular albums now. Mm-hmm. And the Mahomes, I'll still make Mahomes music, mm-hmm. but not as frequently. So you have two careers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mahomes, you won't get as many Mahomes albums because you've kind of got enough now. Yeah. You know? I don't want to... 
I don't want to oversaturate the catalog. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Yeah, I do. When you oversaturate, you're talking about bands that have done that. Yeah, when you oversaturate your catalog, then people lose interest in it. Yeah. You know? I, I think the YouTube catalog's a little oversaturated. Mm-hmm. You probably do too, as That's a hardcore so fan. Yeah. You know, you and I could tighten it up a bit. I'm we sure. sure <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. And yeah. my cat, my catalog is I kept it tight. Yeah. And there's not much in there I don't really care for. And I like it that way. Yeah. And I, I don't want any I don't want any filler going mm-hmm. in. I don't want to put an album out with t- eight bad songs yeah. like the bands we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. I'm not going to go down that road. If mm-hmm. I don't think it's a full album of good songs, and I'm not mm-hmm. I won't do it. So until I have a full album of good songs, which I do right now actually. I got yeah. a lot of good songs from Mahomes, but I wanna make sure it's it's all killer, no filler. Right. I don't want to slip into the lazy street, you know. Yeah. Oh, just give me fillers and you know two good ones, yeah, <laughs> and get paid, just right? Right. Yeah. Go do a tour. I'm not going to do that to yeah. fans. If I can't give you an album that's ten good songs, I'm not going to bother. Mm-hmm. Don't be a drunken lazy bastard. That's <laughs> right. There's Andrew right that's there. It. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks. The original drunken lazy bastard, right here, go. folks. Thanks, Vinny. Appreciate <laughs> that was, it. That was a great ending. <laughs>